Hey everyone, I'm Phil Smith, aka Phil the Filipino. And I'm your co-host, Mr. Eric Almighty. Today we are here with a very special bonus episode of the Wait For It podcast. We are here to talk about one of the newest Netflix shows, stream it or skip it, find out in our review of Space Force. This is the Wait For It podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Wait For A Podcast, and we are very happy to have you guys for a very, very special episode here on Friday, and Eric, you and I don't usually put out extra episodes unless it's very uh, special occasions like a movie review, or in this case, the very, very highly anticipated Netflix comedy, Space Force. Yeah, and I'm not sure you can even call it a comedy. I think we're going to have a really interesting discussion on what the show is about and how a lot of us are going to really be reacting to it. I think you've gotten to watch it twice, so I think I'm really excited to hear your input today. That is correct, because I certainly felt very strongly one way about it the first time around. And I did have some extra time, so I I was able to go through it a second time just to kind of confirm what I thought or see if my feelings changed about the show altogether. So we're going to get to all that here in just a moment. Eric, why don't you give them a little bit of a breakdown of how this episode is going to work? So it's going to be very similar to many of our reviews. Of course, we're going to get into all the likes, the dislikes, talk a little bit about the plot. And then instead of giving it a grade, especially since it's so fresh, we're going to pretty much tell you, should you stream it or should you skip it? Pretty easy, pretty fitting for Netflix, which honestly has started to provide this new type of environment where you can watch shows at your leisure. I'm excited to do this episode because so many people have still said that Space Force is in their queue and they've yet to watch it. So I think you guys are going to enjoy this. We're going to keep it completely spoiler free. That is right, folks. So we'll get started here in just a moment. But before we do, I just wanted to remind you guys, you can find us anywhere you're listening to your favorite podcasts. Of course, that's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, Buzzsprout, and pretty much everywhere else you're listening to your shows. You can also find us on social media on Facebook and Instagram at the Wait For It Podcast and on Twitter at Wait For It Pod. So, Eric, that being said, let's get into it. Of course, we always start off with any likes or positives that we have. Before I uh, we do that, I just want to give you guys a little premise of the show. Space Force is a workplace comedy series that centers on a group of people tasked with establishing the sixth branch of the United States Armed Forces. The U.S. Space Force, Corel's character Mark Naird, is the general in charge of the effort in the series, and it follows his collaborations to get, quote, boots on the moon per orders of the president. So, Eric, I will go ahead and go first as far as likes go. Now, we've been very anxious to talk about this here together. We've pretty much saved our thoughts for this episode specifically, so it's going to be very exciting. My favorite part of this show is absolutely John Malkovich, and John Malkovich plays the character of Dr. Adrian Mallory, I honestly, Eric, think that Mallory should be the main character of the show. I think he kind of fits more in line of today's thinking where it's very science forward. And he honestly has some of the best dialogue and also character development in the show overall. I'm interested to see what you have to say, but John Malkovich was an absolute standout for me. I think you went first on purpose because that was going to be the exact thing I was planning on saying. His character, first of all, he's a great actor. Just every time I see him, especially in like comedic ways, like he doesn't really, he's not known for that, but he's 
very, very funny. And I think he is a standout character, and, and I would probably agree. I think he should get a little bit more shine than he does in the show. It is clearly Steve Carell's show, in my opinion. And when that happens, kind of, it kind of that is, gets established very quickly. I went along with it. Steve Carell, I think, did a good job. However, I will say, and this isn't really much of a dislike as much as it is just an observation, Steve Carell gets a lot of the credit when things go well. And I think he, in a way, deserves a little bit of the blame when things don't work well with the show. Absolutely. And, and we'll get to Steve Carell here momentarily. Another great standout for me and Eric, this was actually something we have talked about off the air, which is Tawny Newsom, who plays Captain Angela Ali. Uh, again, a character we meet very early on and her development from and this is 10 episodes. I don't think we mentioned that, uh, but 10 episodes long. Each episode is about half an hour. So they fit in what they can. However, what whenever we do see Captain Ali on screen, she is kind of like a breath of fresh air. Really, really likable and relatable character, I think specifically to kind of how we are in in person. You know, she's very upbeat, she's very driven, but she also loves anime and and K-pop and all this stuff too. I think Tawny Newsom, and I had never really seen her in anything before, she is excellent as Captain Ali. All right, well, if we're just gonna continue to take all of my points on the things that I like about the show, Dr. Chan, Jimmy O. Yang, he's Asian. I'm gonna take that away from you. He is also- He is I, also, I can confirm he is Asian. Minor spoilers. Yes, for those that you don't, for those of you that don't know, Phil the Filipino, uh, he's Asian, and uh, yeah. So Jimmy O Yang was really, really good as Doctor Chang. I really enjoyed him and Angela's back and forth and the relationship that kind of builds towards the latter part of the season, as far as them really not being in the crosshairs of each other until about midway. And their comedic ability together just really stood out on screen for me. I know somebody else that stood out for me, and I'm going to just take this from you too. Your favorite character was Brad. So Don Lake did really good as Brad, who is pretty much like, he's a general, but he's like the secretary to Steve Carell's character. And he had a lot of good comedic bits as well. (laughs) Yeah, that's totally fair. Brad is hilarious. He has a lot of really, again, really, really great one-liners he plays the role a little bit of like this village idiot kind of character but later on in the season he does kind of show himself as more of an authority figure i mean he is a general right i mean so but he yeah brad was very very good a lot of really good funny moments coming from him for sure eric anything else specifically that stood out since i took the first couple of points but anything else that you wanted to point out as far as the positive side now, of course, kind of sticking with characters, Ben Swartz, I thought did pretty good as Tony Scarapaducci, also known as Fuck Tony. So that was a really good character for him. I think it fit kind of what he's known for as far as comedy. Straying away from characters, though, I got to say overall for the show, and I feel like we may or may not disagree, and that's kind of what's exciting about this conversation. I personally enjoyed the tone of the show. And what I mean by that is my earlier comments were, I'm not sure that we can really call this a comedy. It's not that it's not funny, but it actually had a lot more personality to it. It was definitely trying to drive home certain messages for different characters in different moments of the show. And I thought for the most part, even if some were cliche, it really worked out to get me invested into the characters I was watching. However, it was advertised as a comedy. So I think that's going to be a good segue into maybe some opportunities and kind of our overall feelings about what the show could have done better. 
And before we move on to opportunities, the other thing I want to mention as far as something I, I liked a lot is the setting. The set is very cool. So naturally, comparisons to Parks and Recreation or The Office are going to come up. Of course, it is from Greg Daniels, who had, of course, his hand in both of those shows. But The Office centers around, of course, The Office. The Parks and Recreation centered around the the town of Pawnee. And this is really cool because, you know, it's inside this, you know, quote unquote, secret military base. Of course, they go some other places as well. I'm not sure what the budget of the show, Eric, is, but we talked on a previous episode of What Did I Miss? I believe where we talked about how much Steve Carell is getting paid, which he's the draw of the show for a lot of people that are going to be watching it. I understand. But they must have put a lot of work and a lot of money into these sets. And having listened to the Office Ladies podcast and heard them talk about how much work went into putting the sets together for the office, I have a greater appreciation for stuff like this because I think the the Space Force base is really cool in, in and of itself. Yeah, I did think that the set was actually really, really nice. And, and for me, actually, that was something that I don't want to say was a dislike, but... I think one of the things that took away from the show was, again, the fact that it was advertised as a comedy. And when that happens, I think everybody is expecting Parks and Rec or The Office. That's unfortunate because the show is really, I think, nothing like those shows. They're very, very different. And it's really more of a drama in a way than than a comedy for some different parts. It's a comedic drama, for example. A dramedy. There's a word for that. I'm good. I'm glad to know that 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 exists. So. You know, for me, it being a dramedy, it looked really clean when I was expecting it to be a comedy. So I appreciated it more because it was more of an actual show. But at first, I will say it is hard to kind of walk in with the way they advertised it and see how clean and nice and crisp everything looks when you're expecting. And I don't mean this in a bad way, office or parks and rec quality of like camera work and setting. That's a very good point. And, and people 100% need to temper their expectations going into Space Forest thinking that it's something that it is not. And like you said, this was advertised as a straightforward comedy, and it's it certainly is not. There's a lot of moving pieces. Now, whether or not those pieces are interesting or not, we'll get to here in just a moment. But yeah, very, very good point there because there's a lot more under the surface than let's just make fun of Space Force and SpaceX or whatever is going on right now. But a lot of really good points right there. Eric, I'll go ahead and start here as far as some other opportunities are really just straight up dislikes. There were a few episodes in this that are straight up difficult to watch. Before we off the air, we uh, before we started recording, I think last week you had told me how bad episode two is and this this is a minor spoiler but we're not going to of course discuss how it ends but it involves a monkey in space and it's really really bad in my opinion and eric there's another episode later on i think right in the middle of the season where they're doing kind of like a i guess it's like an air force versus space force kind of like a, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is where they kind of have like a face off like like a friendly face off like you would in like in school where like an office olympics kind of thing and that episode is terrible honestly I really really didn't like it there are episodes and I guess the dislike is there are episodes in this series in season 1 that are just so boring and sometimes at some points unwatchable 
I think unwatchable is a little harsh, but I would agree that there are definitely episodes. If I could give you the idea or the feeling that I had for the first three episodes without getting into any spoilers. And again, keeping in mind, you saw the trailer. You definitely know there's a monkey showing up at some point. Episode one, I thought, was interesting to keep my attention. Made me want to turn on episode two. Episode two comes on and I'm like, maybe I'm not going to like this show. And I had already heard a little bit about the press, which we're going to address kind of some of the criticisms or some of the talk about the show, just kind of in general from people. But I was starting to let that seep in like maybe they're right. And then season three, season three, episode three comes along and I really enjoyed that episode to the point that I was like, you know what? I'm glad I picked this up. And the rest of the way is pretty much up to you as a viewer, in my opinion, on how you're going to actually like the series as a whole. But I think most people are going to walk away from the three episodes the same way that I did. And the rest of the seven, that's pretty much up for debate. So I'll point out another thing that I had is um, that I did not like as far as the show as far as the show goes. We highlighted a couple of characters that we do like. There's definitely some characters that I don't enjoy very much whatsoever. Now, Eric, you did mention Ben Swartz as his character, Fuck Tony, and there are definitely some really funny moments on his end. Now, you have just started Parks and Recreation, and you have not yet met John Ralphio, who is Ben Schwartz's character in Parks and Recreation. This character is basically John Ralphio with a little bit more of a moral compass. However, if you were to put them side by side in certain moments, there's really no distinction between the two whatsoever. And I found it a little lazy for them to just go straight into that route and, and cast him into that kind of role. Now, granted, he's very good at it. He's definitely very good at it. But I found it a little lazy for them to just put him again in that box for a whole nother series. Another thing I didn't like, Eric and I, I'm interested to see how you feel about this. Her daughter, Aaron, uh, his daughter, Aaron, which is a little bit of a nod to the office as well. But she, and I know she's going through a lot. Okay. I really get it. And she's a teenager. She's supposed to be angsty. T- did not like her. <laughs> I found her very annoying. Most of the scenes that she's in are totally forgettable. And I just came away not wanting to, not just not wanting to see her really at all during the series. <laughs> I really thought we were going to have a lot more differences. I had a feeling you were going to say that about Ben Swartz. I think that's why I like the character because what I know of Ben Swartz Uh, for the most part, is some things you've shown me on Parks and Rec. I enjoyed those. But Diana Silvers as Aaron, I don't think it was as much on the actress as as much as it was the story for that character. Did not like that very much. You know, we really have talked little about Steve Carell. And I think for me, that's one of those things that I have to pay attention to because I don't think he was a weak point in the show, but I also don't think he was a very strong point I think you and me came away liking way more characters like Dr. Adrian uh, Mallory, Dr. Chan, uh, you know, Captain Angela, Brad, even like, you know, that it says something. I really don't know what to pinpoint on Steve Carell, but, you know, I I think that's a standout feeling that I'm having. And I I do got to add as well, character wise, Lisa Kudrow's character did not like that character and There is something that happens early on in the show that they don't address why it happens. And it bothered me. I know it's only season one, but it bothered me. We didn't get any explanation on why this happened, which basically throws, you know, it's it's not a big event, but it's enough of an event to affect the characters' lives and they just kind of leave it out in the open. Yeah, so I'll address those things in order here. First, Steve Carell, like you said, I mean, he's really... a guy and an, an actor who, who doesn't 
have much else left to prove, if anything whatsoever, based off of his career in both comedy as well as in uh, in drama. As just all across the board, he's been excellent. But he is lackluster in this. And again, I'm not sure. I'm not sure that it's really his fault as much as it is the writing and Naird not really being a interesting, likable, or relatable character. Now, I will say, and I, I should have mentioned this in the likes, if you are a military brat, you'll you'll find a lot of the jokes funny. However, Nair just really isn't that likable, in, in my opinion. Now, they can expand upon that later on, perhaps, if given the opportunity. Again, Lisa Kudrow, I'm so glad that you said that, because she's pretty much unlikable in every single scene that she's in. Like Eric said, there's something that happens that is completely unaddressed, and I don't know if they're just planning on addressing that if they get a chance to down the road hopefully they do and then there's something that happens to her character at the very end as well and the final episode that's so stupid that i literally rolled my eyes (laughs) we don't know how it happened but it happens and i thought it was absolutely ridiculous so eric we'll move on here into some uh, some of what the critics are saying as well as giving our overall recommendation but before we move on is there anything else that you want to point out on either side of things opportunities or positives no i think we pretty much have covered almost everything there are a couple things that i might mention you know they had kind of like a war room setting that i wish they used more with characters like gene uh that that were played by gene lynch patrick warburton and uh, noah emrich those are just some of the the names of actors and actresses i wish i saw more of that i actually found really funny compared to some of the characters that were given more time to shine but as far as that we could talk on and on Before we get into anything further, though, we definitely want to take an opportunity to shout out our affiliate for this episode. So, guys, podcasting isn't very difficult when you have the right partners. The team over at Buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed. Eric and I have used Buzzsprout for the last few months now, and the results have been outstanding. We cannot say enough good things about them and how great they've been from the very start. All the places you can find our episodes, that's because Buzzsprout gets your show listed in every major podcast platform. You'll get a great looking podcast website, audio players that you can drop into other websites, detailed analytics to see how and where people are listening from, tools to promote your episodes, and more. If you've thought about starting a podcast, you can basically start with any equipment that you already have and a quiet space. If you want to upgrade, Buzzsprout has tons of resources to help you find the right equipment at the right price. So join us and over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. Following the link in the show notes, let's Buzzsprout know that we sent you, gets you a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for a paid plan. And of course, it helps support our show. All right, Eric, so let's move on here. I'm going to rattle off a couple of things that people have said, both positive and negative. Now, these are going to come from a couple of different sources, both as far as professional reviews, as well as some user reviews from Rotten Tomatoes. Unfortunately, I'm going to start off on the negative side. This is from Joshua Rivera from The Verge. Eric, I'm interested to see what your thoughts are on this. He said, immediately, the show is rendered toothless. It's humor deprived of any bite and pathetically offering up zingers on office rivalries, nepotism, and weird co-workers. The show falls apart before it even gets going. Also, it is astonishingly unfunny. So again, that's from Joshua Rivera. 
at the verge. And Eric, it sounds like he went through those bit of those emotions kind of like you did between episodes one and three and kind of landed a little bit differently than where you did. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, we we did give Steve Carell a little bit of a hard time kind of in our dislikes uh, as a as a character. Steve Carell, you know, really doesn't have very much to prove. You are correct about that. But I think he did really good for the non-comedy bits. I was just disappointed in the comedy bits that he was doing. And again, it's probably because that character is unlikable. He does have a say in that in the show. I believe he is an executive producer. He is one of the people who created the show. So there is accountability there. But, you know, for him in particular, I just think, again, this was advertised completely wrong to the wrong audience. So here's a positive review. And Eric, I'm just going to start rattling these off because this episode's run a little bit longer than we expected. And this is from Matt Fowler of IGN. This is a more on the positive side. There are genuine pockets of hilarity and warmth to be found, often in their own standout bubbles, but nothing quite fits together the way you'd expect from a team of pros with plenty of comedy hits under their belts. And Eric, that's kind of what we've been mentioning here. There's so many heavy hitters in this show, both on the writing staff, the development team, as well as the actors and actresses. And that's why I think it was so surprising that some of these moments were so underwhelming. And here's a user review I pointed out specifically for you, Eric, because I think maybe you'll fall along the lines of how this user on Rotten Tomatoes felt. It hasn't completely found its voice yet, but it's got heart and potential and at least a couple deep laughs per episode. The characters are great. This has the potential to be really, really good. But at the moment, it's just pretty good. So with that being said, those are a couple of things. Uh, There are a lot more quotes that I pulled from other resources. But as I mentioned, this episode's running a little bit longer than we wanted it to. But ultimately, we want to let you guys know, is this stream worthy or should you skip it? So Eric, I'm going to go ahead and let you go first. The overall theme for the show for me is if you're looking for a really funny comedy, you're looking for the next Office or Parks and Rec to be able to watch, I recommend that you skip this series and you just watch The Office or Parks and Rec on Netflix again. That'll be a much more enjoyable time for you. But if you are looking for a new show that has comedic elements to it and it does have a little bit more of a dramedy to it, then Space Force, I think, is worth streaming and giving a shot to see where you fall on this spectrum. You definitely may walk away not liking the show, but I definitely think it's at least worth a try. So I went into Space Force with cautious optimism, despite the early reviews. Greg Daniels has had his hand in three of my favorite shows of all time, The Office, Parks and Rec, and King of the Hill. Expecting Space Force to have the same charm as The Office or the compelling characters of Parks and Rec is kind of like expecting to win a marathon without any type of training or preparation. John Malkovich as Dr. Mallory and Tawny Newsom as Captain Ali do their best to bring the show any type of likability in its characters, but ultimately can't overcome how everyone else in the show is kind of just wandering. The only way I would recommend Space Force is if they renew it for a season two, which at the time of recording has not yet happened, or if you've run through the plethora of other options available on Netflix. And that is the end of our bonus episode here on a Friday. You've gotten three episodes with both of your co-hosts. My name is Mr. Eric Almighty. That is my co-host, Phil the Filipino. And don't forget, our usual schedule is that we release new episodes every Monday and Wednesday. And all you have to do is wait for it. This is the Wait For It Podcast. 